The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews, the Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day, for my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, just as the living Father sent me and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is a bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we heard it loud and clear in the gospel. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Now, the Jews quarreled among themselves. After Jesus spoke, Jesus spoke words of life. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. The word of God that is meant to give us life, after he himself had spoken, the response from the people, from the Jews was what? Quarreling among themselves. Why would they quarrel? Why would they quarrel after hearing Jesus speak? It was obviously because they did not understand what Jesus meant. If they understood what he meant, there would be no need for quarreling. And sometimes, even amongst us, within us, when we hear God's word, sometimes it doesn't go down well with us. Sometimes we don't understand the import. And so, we quarrel within ourselves. So even as we are seated, sometimes we have quarrels within us. The quarrels within. And I think that quarrel is even more dangerous than the quarrel outside. And why would there be a quarrel within us? Discomfort, uneasiness, all because of what? Lack of understanding. 
And that is why we are admonished in the second reading. St. Paul says, do not get drunk on wine, which lies in which lies debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. That is the emphasis. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Friends, it takes the Holy Spirit to explain the scriptures to us. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand the scriptures. Without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life will be boring. But friends, indeed, Christ is not boring. Jesus is not boring. And this confirms the responsorial psalm, Psalm 34. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. So instead of the Jews seeing the goodness and tasting the goodness of the Lord, they were quarreling simply because they lacked understanding. And so St. Paul is admonishing you and I to be serious with the Holy Spirit because with him we will understand the word of God, the word of God which is alive and active. And that is why he cautioned us last Sunday. He said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Friends, without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life is not only going to be difficult, it is even impossible. Without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life is not only going to be difficult, but it is going to be impossible. And so St. Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. And by virtue of our baptism, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. But friends, we must be conscious of his presence within us. We must be conscious of his presence in us, always. And when we are conscious of his presence always, we will talk with him. And when we talk with him, he will explain the scriptures to us. And that is what it means not to be foolish. That is what it means to be wise. St. Paul said, I mean, St. Paul said yes. He says, brothers and sisters, watch carefully how you live. Not as foolish persons, but as wise, making the most of the opportunity because the days are evil. Wise people acknowledge God. In Psalm 14, the psalmist said, The foolish man has said in his heart, There is no God. The foolish man in his heart has said that there is no God. Anyone filled with the Holy Spirit cannot deny the existence of God. Why? In the first place, the Holy Spirit is God. And how can somebody be living within you and you say the person doesn't exist? And you know, when we even pretend that he doesn't exist, that is pride. Think about it. How would you feel living under the same roof with your spouse? And your spouse doesn't acknowledge your presence, doesn't recognize you, lives as if you are not there. How would you feel? Despises you, you will be hurt. And that is one of the ways we grieve the Holy Spirit. When we live in denial, when we live as though God doesn't exist. When we live as though he is nobody. And that is why Jesus said to the crowds, he declared to them, I am the living bread. Why would Jesus introduce himself? He said, I am the living bread. In other words, they didn't know he was the one. He was the living bread or he is the living bread. 
And Jesus wants them or wanted them to know him as the living bread. And so he introduces himself to them. I am the living bread. And Jesus wants us to know this truth and go out there also and proclaim this same truth because the world needs to know this. He says, I am the living bread. Whoever eats me will have true life. And Jesus wants us to have true life. Friends, Jesus wants us to be alive. He said, your ancestors ate the manna, yet they died. But as for me, anyone who eats me will live forever. And friends, when the Holy Spirit is in us, truly, we will be alive. A life without the Holy Spirit is a dead life. A life without God is a dead life. And that is what it means to be foolish. And friends, God doesn't want us to remain foolish. That is why he's admonishing us. And the good news is that, St. Paul makes it very clear, said, but try to understand what is the will of the Lord. Try to understand. It takes the Holy Spirit for us to understand what the will of the Lord is. And today, one of the wills, so to speak, of God is that we know him as the bread of life. That is his will. And not only those of us seated here, but even those out there, because let us always remember this. God or Jesus came for all of us. Jesus died to save the world, not the church. Jesus died to save the world, not the church. For God so loved the world, not for God so loved the church. For God so loved the world. But sometimes we are so comfortable as a church that we forget the will of God. The will of God is that we go out there and proclaim Jesus as the bread of life. Many people are existing, but they are not living. And God is a good father. He wants all of his children to truly be alive. But how can they be alive when we are comfortable in our pews, but we don't care about the lost souls? Friends, if we have the Holy Spirit alive in us, we will have the heartbeat of God. And the heartbeat of God is that we proclaim his word, we share Jesus, we talk to people about Jesus. God wants everyone to be saved. Friends, we are family. Those outside the church and those in the church, we are family. We all are created in the image and likeness of God. And God doesn't want the blood of Jesus to go waste. Jesus died for all. And so St. Paul encourages us and charges us and reminds us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Day in and out, let us ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Friends, when the Holy Spirit is in us and alive in us, we will experience indeed the goodness of the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And it will only be selfish on our part to experience the goodness of the Lord and keep it to ourselves. But friends, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, what it means is that we are filled with the very nature and the very character of God. And the character of God is love. God is love. So when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with God for that matter, we will not keep quiet. We will share his love with others. And so it is crucial for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let us make it a daily affair, day in and out. Let us ask for fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. 
I have the Holy Spirit by virtue of our baptism. But St. Paul reminds us, stir into flame, fan into flame the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. How do we do that? By what you are doing right now, coming from us, coming to church, listening to the word of God, you are fanning to flame, you are stirring the Holy Spirit within you. Receiving the bread of life in Holy Communion, you are fanning into flame. Take note of that. The Holy Spirit is symbolized with fire. One of the symbols is fire. When Jesus was journeying with the, the disciples to Emmaus, later on when they discovered that he was the one, how did they discover? They discovered him at the breaking of the bread. And they said, were not our hearts burning within us when he spoke to us? The word of God is fire. The Holy Spirit in us. When the Holy Spirit is in charge, we experience the warmth, the fire, and we experience his fire. And when we experience this fire, we cannot keep quiet. We cannot keep quiet. We have to go out there. So St. Paul is urging us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will be people of gratitude. He said, singing and playing to the Lord in your hearts. One of the signs of the presence of the Holy Spirit is joy. The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5. Love, joy. And that is why it's a contradiction for Christians to be gloomy. It's a contradiction for us to be sad, so to speak. We will have difficulties, challenges, no argument about that. Jesus says in this world you will have trouble. But he says rejoice. A person filled with the Holy Spirit does not see trouble, but sees beyond the trouble because God is with you and is in you. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we know that we are more than conquerors. No trouble will overcome us. And so we can still rejoice even in the midst of the trouble. And that's why St. Paul will tell us, rejoice always. Again, I say, rejoice. Amen. Rejoice always. Be joyful always. And Pope John the 23rd puts this very nice when he said, a sad Christian is a contradiction. So we are supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is what we will produce. Love, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, forgiveness, mercy, long-suffering. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, these are the fruit we will produce. And persons filled with the Holy Spirit cannot ignore or pretend that God doesn't exist. And that is foolishness at ease speak. But God doesn't want us to be foolish. He said, watch carefully how you live. And Jesus makes it very clear in Matthew 7. Who is a foolish man and who is a wise man? Our presence here this morning tells God or is a sign that we are wise people. Wise people acknowledge God. And that is what we have done. And God wants all of us to be wise. Think about it. How would you feel if one of your children is foolish? God doesn't want any of us to be foolish. He wants us to be wise. May God, through this Eucharistic celebration, open our minds, open our understanding. As St. Paul is saying, try to understand what the will of the Lord is. May God help us to truly understand what his will is for us as individuals and us as a church. The will of God for the church is that we evangelize. That is our mission. May God give us courage and boldness and even insight and the wisdom to be able to what? Evangelize. It takes the wisdom of God. 
it takes the creativity of the Holy Spirit for us to be able to evangelize. And friends, when we engage in evangelization, in talking about Jesus, we will have peace. We will experience joy. We will experience the love of God, which is there. But because we don't do what is pleasing to the Lord, we are not in the will of God, so to speak. We don't experience the will, uh, the, the love, the reality of the love of God. We don't experience the reality of the goodness, as the psalmist tells us. Taste and see that the good, the Lord is good. The psalmist encourages us, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Today, many Christians are afraid, but there is no need to fear. The psalmist tells us, seek the Lord. He will deliver us from our fears. Let us seek the Lord. Whatever it is that is bothering us, let us seek the face of the Lord. If we will seek him, we will find him. And if you will seek him, the psalmist says, he will deliver us from our fears. So why do we sit down complaining instead of going to the Lord with our cares and burdens? God cares about us. He loves us. And the psalmist goes on to say, look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. Look to God. Look to the bread, the living bread. Look to Jesus in the word of God. Look to Jesus that you may be radiant with joy. Look to him in the Eucharist. Look to him in the word of God. Look to him in prayer as an individual and as family. God wants us to radiate with joy. And that is one of the ways we can evangelize also. When people out there see us full of joy, they will be attracted to come to church. But when we, are, when we are gloomy and sad, nothing motivates them to come to church. A sad Christian is a contradiction. St. Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is key. When we are full of the Holy Spirit, in other words, we are full of who? God himself. Be filled with the Holy Spirit also means be like God. Be like God. And that is what it means to be holy. The call to holiness, to be like God. That is our calling. May God indeed help us to be like him, to seek his will always, to seek wisdom always, to try to understand his will. We pray for these graces in this Mass. Amen. Amen. May we rise and profess our faith.